This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is September 21st, 2020. My name is Jonathan Osborne. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, brother? Um, Not much. I'm, to be completely honest with you, uh, one, ready to have a baby. Uh, mm. Two, I am thankful once again, I think this is my second or third week in a row saying this, that sports are back. Um, and you guys got to bear with me because I'm probably going to say it every week that we have sports because I don't know when we're going to lose them again. I don't know if we are, but we were without it for four or five months there, I think. Uh, and I never got to be thankful for sports in those moments. So, you know, I, that, that's where I'm at. Thankful. Well, the NBA has pretty much executed it almost flawlessly, knock on wood. You know, the MLB had some, you know, rough patches there at the beginning, but have been doing pretty well. The NFL and NHL seem to be doing pretty well, so I don't want to. I don't want to say we're you know out of the woods. You know, can, as far can as we talk about that that day where Adam Schefter just told us there was a million false positives and everybody was like, "What? How? What? What did? What went wrong here? That the NFL had so many false positives because of the the place they were using, like the organization or whoever to you to test? It was just like, oh yeah, this team had. 20 false positives oh so did this team and that team i was like i i can't keep up with how many teams had this many bad tests well i mean honestly this that's news to me i i really hadn't even heard that but i mean let's just be thankful that they were you know false positives oh yeah it was one day like two or three weeks ago i think obviously we've been away from the podcast for a couple weeks now and so that's something that i just thought about when you mentioned the NFL, you know, seeming seemingly having a good start here. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm thankful that those tests were false, but I mean, that was crazy that all those were, that it came out like that. So they switched companies, I guess, and now they're all good. I don't know how that works. I don't know if you just don't know how to administer a test correctly. Um, or what was the case there? But yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's back right now. I mean, there was a week, a day last week where it was like we had college football, NFL, WNBA. Um, I mean, literally every sport was on our television that day, and it was pretty glorious. Speaking of the NFL, um, Luke and I admittedly are, are keeping a pretty close eye right now on this Chiefs-Chargers game uh, as it's heading into the fourth quarter. Chiefs are down 9-17. to 17. Uh, Luke and I both have uh, the Chargers um Different aspects uh, in some Chiefs. parlay bets. Yeah, sorry, the Chiefs in some parlay. I'm so tired, dude. Um, he's got a, he's got a baby since last time we recorded. Speaking yeah, of, yeah. I mean, Brand uh, new baby. We'll, we'll get that out of the way. We'll, we're going to yeah. get this out of the way, which is um, Jonathan and I have placed a bet on the Chiefs. Uh, I've got the minus nine. He's got the money line. The more important thing is, since the last time we recorded, Jonathan, is that you have a new baby girl in the world. Amelia yes. Ann. Um, yes, we do. I, I mean, she she seems perfect. I know she's crying a lot and eating a lot, but, I mean, how's it been? You know, it's been a little bit since you've been out of the, the newborn game. Yeah, it's what's, been it, what's it been like? Are you Were you in your prime when you guys had Avery and you were, like, all good to go with staying up, and now it's kind of like, I think I might be washed. I don't know. 
No, I think um, the first couple weeks are always the hardest, and as you'll soon learn, um, <laughs> it's just until they really get in a you know a good um, routine and everything like that. It's it's kind of rough, you know. They're constantly adjusting to uh, a new world and everything, and you know my wife is is nursing, so um, newborn babies often go through a patch where they call it cluster feeding, where all they want to do is eat twenty four seven. So. Um, yeah, dad's doing the best that he can, but um yeah, I I can't do that obviously. I, I think so, uh, uh I I was talking to my wife today, Lauren, and uh she said so the episode today, um you guys should just talk about Amelia the whole time. And I was like, I mean, if Jonathan's down, I I guess we could do that. I I don't know, but you know, it's it's something to celebrate there. I mean, you know, it's it's awesome seeing, you know, Avery, our, our now oldest daughter, um, especially today, really has started to be, like, really hands-on with, like, wanting to help. And, you know, she was, Amelia was crying, so Avery was helping her, you know, with the binky and everything, and she got a, a good kick out of that, and that was pretty cool to see. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, mom is, uh, is really big right now, as Mahomes just got picked off at the 50-yard line. So that's not great for our, uh, our parlay. That sounds Amelia. on. That sounds on par. Yeah, that's pretty. Happened. That's pretty much how today's going. You know, the the Giants lost Saquon Barkley probably tore his ACL. You know, another uh, really you know promising high level athlete on one of my favorite teams in the last you know six seven weeks that has now probably torn their ACL. Uh, you know, right there along with Jonathan Isaac. So, mm. yeah. You know, pair that with the the no sleep thing, and uh, yeah, today your your boy's going through it, about to lose some money on this uh, <laughs> Chiefs game. They're gonna mess up my my parlay. I've got the um, the Rams against the spread, the Packers against the spread. They both covered, and now uh, the the one game that I didn't think just I was gonna win, have baby. to worry about. That's is all gonna, you wanted. Just win, baby, I, I just win. need them to win. That's all I need them to do. Okay, the Chargers were offside, so that uh that interception is going to be negated. Thank you. So he God. probably was just launching that thing. He had a play. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, man. I mean, especially when the the wife is is nursing, you know, pretty early on, all the kid wants to do is eat, sleep, and and poop. So you know, I get to change some uh some dirty diapers, which you know, um, there are other things I would rather do with my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it's pretty good, ha- man. I'm just have uh, you have you have you messed up their names yet? Once I have yeah. once, um, mm. and it was it was today. Um, <laughs> you know, Amelia was just what a you day. Know, you're trying you're trying to calm them down, and they're just you know screaming in your face, and you're like, <laughs> okay. And I was like, Avery, uh, Amelia. So mm. Carmen's mm. done it a few more times than I have, but really, man, we're just we're just waiting, you know, on you guys. I know Lauren's not technically due, you know, for uh, a she's not weeks due, but here. she's due if you know what I'm saying, right? You know. Right. Yeah. So we're, so we're, we're 38, 38 weeks on Tuesday. So we're we're approaching that quickly here. Right. Yeah, man. That's awesome. It's it's very very hard. It's the hardest thing that you'll ever do. Um but it, I'm sure as everyone's told you it's the best thing that you'll ever get to experience. So Yep. I'm ready for it. You know what? I wasn't going to I wasn't going to get into this too much, but you know, Luke, <laughs> I shared this with you. So, if you're squeamish, you just might want to turn the podcast <laughs> off for about 2 minutes. Oh no, he's doing Yeah, I'm it. I'm going there. So, all right, I'm going to bring you guys into the delivery room really quickly, all right? And, again, if you're squeamish, turn this off for a couple of minutes. I I won't be offended, but just do yourself a favor. So, you know, baby comes out or whatever, doctor has you cut the umbilical cord. So, you know, I cut the umbilical cord. 
you know, they bring the baby over to, you know, the, the little scale where they, where they weigh them and measure them and, you know, make sure everything's okay and all that jazz. So the nurse is over there and she's like, oh, we need to trim, you know, the umbilical cord a little bit more. So, you know, I'm, I'm holding, you know, Amelia's hands because she's, you know, freaking out and everything as they do when they first come into the world. And I'm watching the nurse, you know, cut the umbilical cord. And all I remember is just an explosion of red. <laughs> like I just, I see her cutting and I just see blood coming through towards my face so i just closed my eyes thankfully i had a mask on Mm. once i took my mask off my mask was like completely covered in blood i had blood like matted in my eyelashes on my right eye there was (laughs) blood on my face and my forehead and you were going through it oh there was blood on my uh my ralph Lauren uh pullover (laughs) sweater (laughs) on the front of it down the down the sleeve thankfully you know for peroxide got those stains out but i wore the same sweater when avery was born so i was like all right i gotta wear this one this time Mm -hmm. and i was like man i really hope that i can get you know the blood out of this but you know my wife hears me you know talking with the nurse and i'm like man it looks like a a crime scene over here and she's (laughs) over there like you know just pushed a a human out of her (laughs) and she's like um actually i think it looks like a crime scene (laughs) over here and the doctor corrected her he looks over he's like no it's pretty bad over there (laughs) so pretty bad yeah so Thankfully, you know, pretty uneventful, um, you know, labor and delivery. It went really, really smoothly. But, um, but yeah, I was in the, in the splash zone. The post game I, was I, rough. Yeah. The post game, you know, interview was, uh, was, was pretty rough. Oof. So mm. yeah, man, a lot, a lot of stuff you, you have to look forward to possibly getting splattered with blood. You're mm. going to be getting, you know, baby poo and pee all over you. So, you know, hey, be, uh, you know, be on the lookout for it, that. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Like everybody you know, tells you a bunch of things when you're getting ready to have a kid. But like, for some reason, like getting your kids poo on you isn't the same as getting someone else's poo on you. It's just, it's very different. Mm. It doesn't bother you as much as you think it would. It's kind of gross, but you know, it is what it is. So anyways, Luke, let's, let's <laughs> talk some sports. We're talking a, a, enough nasty stuff here as beautiful. We've probably as, lost you know, about miracle 20 listeners is. just now. Yeah, we were going to have a few uh subscriptions drop, you know, that's <laughs> all right. Some some lose some Twitter followers, but you know, it is what it is. Mahomes is air mailing it to Tyreek Hill. He might have scored a touchdown. They're ruling it a touchdown. All right, let's go. That's good for me. I, I it's it's looking pretty rough for you to, for them to cover, you know, minus 9, but Mahomes just threw up. We got a full thir- we got a full thirteen minutes, baby. Anything. Can I I hope it happens for your sake. I really really do. Oh, I appreciate if, that. If anything, I mean, last year like that um, game against the Texans in the playoffs where they were down like twenty or twenty four yeah. points and then came back and just destroyed like the Texans. I would never doubt the Chiefs from doing anything. So right, they're going for two here. If they does a touchdown, they'll tie. Yeah, up they 17, definitely. 17, but yeah, they're definitely going to go for two. But let's talk. Let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some NBA basketball before we talk about the Magic. So, um, l- since we last talked, um, the Clippers just completely collapsed against the Nuggets. The Nuggets have moved uh, on to face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. The the Clippers are very lucky. They took a lot of heat as they should have, being up three one and letting a team who had been there before do it again to them. Right. Uh, they're very lucky that the storylines throughout the bubble have been insane. Um, honestly, one of my favorite playoffs, I think, um, to date, just because of all the insane things that have it's been happened. So good, the basketball has been. It's so been good. ridiculous, but they, the, but like I said, the Clippers are just so lucky that the Heat did what they did to the Bucks. That the Heat oh, are yeah. like kind of highlighted a lot of these headlines. Um, but they still took 
a lot of heat as they should have. Uh, but it would have been way more, I think, if it was regular playoffs. And honestly, if it is regular playoff circumstances, uh, they probably don't blow a three one. But um, that's the the glory of of the bubble is there's just so much stuff that happens that would not happen in normal circumstances. Well, you and I like right smack down in the middle of quarantine, and I don't remember if this was on the air or not. But you and I had a discussion about Kawhi, you know, because the Clippers were looking pretty good. And you actually had picked the Clippers to to win it all. And we were talking about, like, okay, what does it do for Kawhi's legacy if he's the first player ever to win the finals MVP on three separate teams? And I said, yeah, it definitely, you know, catapults him probably, you know, into that, like, top, you know, 15 to 20, you know, all-time player discussion. But, you know, being the first player to ever do that and as dominant as he's been in in, in some of these postseasons – I said I don't I don't care what he does, you know, given the the whole load management thing and all that kind of stuff how, you know, he plays, you know, 65 games a year, I would never be able to put him in the discussion like of the goat unless he went on to win, you know, 6 7 championships or something crazy like that. Um and this collapse against the Nuggets has kind of proven and kind of I feel like a little bit vindicated at least for myself that like I don't I don't see him ever getting to that level where we are you know talking about him possibly being like in the goat conversation and just yeah. like the conversation that you see around Twitter after the collapse like people weren't out with their you know torches and pitchforks looking for Kawhi Leonard's head the way that they would be with like you know LeBron James or yeah, you know, some of I these other guys I wasn't necessarily going to say it because you know there's a lot of people that that hate on LeBron and might not like these points being made, but the truth hurts. Uh, the stat line, I mean, you score 14 points on 22 shots in a game seven. I mean, you can talk all you want about LeBron, you know, not turning it on in the fourth quarter all the time and close games or whatever it may be. LeBron's not clutch, which stats say otherwise, by the way. Um, More clutch, in fact, than, you know. Uh, Michael Jordan and, and Kobe Bryant, but that's, it's true. But know, they're not ready for that, Jonathan. They're not and, ready for that, and and they'll never will be. Uh, no, and I've accepted that. Okay. But all that to say, as long as we can agree that Kawhi Leonard playing forty four minutes, Mister Load Management plays forty four minutes because he you know takes that time off to be able to do that type of stuff, and goes six for twenty two, two for seven from three, fourteen points. I mean, that's that's terrible. Um, and as Charles Barkley would say, it's terrible. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, that was just uh, an insane, insane collapse that I don't think was highlighted enough, um, even though I know it got some – it got a decent amount. But, like, I mean, it, it – it, no amount would have been enough, I don't think, for me. Well, let's – you know, let's talk about uh, Pandemic P. You oh, know my what goodness. I mean? Paul George, too I much mean – like obviously doesn't have the the best game, but the thing that really irked me was after the game. You know what I mean? They're talking about you know the expectations for this season and everything like that, and he has the audacity to come out and say, "Oh well, you know we don't really see this as a failure because um, you know we didn't win the championship, but we never really ha- we haven't had that much time together. You know the Nuggets have have been together for a while. What a load of crap! Like that's just that's a loser's mentality to have." In that scenario, you guys are by far and away, you know, the deepest team in the NBA, yeah. arguably the most talented. 
Yeah. Right. It's it's playoffs or bust. No, when the when the Heat got together, and I'm I'm not saying the Clippers are the you know 2012 you know Miami Heat or anything, but when the Heat came out, it was not four, not mm-hmm. five, not six, not seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they knew from day one it was championship or bust. You put two guys like this, two defensive player of the year caliber players, Kawhi Leonard, obviously a, an MVP caliber player, Finals MVP. Um, Paul George, a lot of people would probably put him in, you know, the, anywhere from like the top 10 to 15 players in the league at any given time. You have those guys, and then you throw, you know, Patrick Beverly in there, Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, you know, the, 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 the cast that those guys have, and it's, it's championship or bust. There's no way around that. Didn't and I, I just thought it was super weak of Paul George to try to make excuses. And, and his comment kind of eclipsed, you know, Doc Rivers. Oh, yeah, same same crap from Doc. I couldn't be, I couldn't believe he said that either. Because he was talking, wasn't it his quote? I'm obviously paraphrasing, but essentially, like their chemistry. He said, you know, our chemistry isn't what the Nuggets is going to be, or it's not what the guys yeah, just haven't been I, together that long. And it's like, no, clearly your team chemistry is great because you and PG sounded the exact same in your press conference. Yeah, like you guys are clearly on the same page. So k- kudos to you for being on the same page. But I mean, I oof. It wasn't a good look. Also, we're going to go back to NBA. I'm going to highlight this for two seconds. I know you don't care that much about college football, Jonathan. So I'm trying to. What what I'll say is Dylan Gabriel. We got some UCF fans. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Don't do it. Don't uh, do it. Oh, please I, don't do it. I now we're, to. We're, gonna, we're about to lose all the su- subscribers. We're going to be losing listen, a lot of Twitter followers. They, this gives you guys open reign throughout the year to at me on Twitter, torment me wherever you want when the Gators trip up. But, oh, my goodness. Dylan Gabriel, with the arrogance after beating a, th- a team that had three wins last year, yeah, to come Tech. into his press conference last yes last night after the game and say, I mean, you saw last week referring to Florida State losing to Georgia Tech, which, I mean, that's all good and fine. I'm, I can get on board with slandering Florida State. He says, you guys saw last week. You, I mean, we're, you could say we're the, be- like, we're the best team in Florida. You, you're what? You're the best team in no, Florida? No, he, he, he considers uh, Gainesville a commonwealth. He doesn't oh, think it's part of Florida. Mm, that you know, that, I didn't think about it, but when you put it that way, thing. yeah. Uh, no, so UCF fans, I mean, I know. I hope you know that's crazy. I hope you know that's outlandish. Because when my aren't Gators, they like the third ranked like Florida team? Yeah, right yeah, now? yeah, yeah. So the, the the fifth today in the AP polls. So when my Gators step up, that's my alumni. So I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them my Gators because I went there. I can, you know, I can say that. Fair. Uh, when they step on the field next weekend against Ole Miss at home in this, or no, at Ole Miss, and it, and and they go against Lane Kiffin and they win by four touchdowns, I want you to talk to me about who's the best team in Florida. That's what I want. Well, I I'm not trying to throw you know any more shade at at UCF than than we need to, but. You know, my North Carolina Tar Heels are also ranked a little bit higher than, than UCF. You know, my boy mm. Sam Howell, you know, he's he's toting that thing this year. So, I mean, I mean that, you know, beat up on Syracuse, but, you know. We all hey. can get behind a little bit of Mac Brown. I mean, we, hey, we all yeah. – I love the guy. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's my college football rant for this week. I'm sure there will be more to come as we get into football season and Florida season starts this year, uh, this weekend. Um, again, this opens the floor. You guys can – 
flood my mentions, I don't, I'm always ready. So you let me know. I can take the heat, and if, if we lose Saturday or something ridiculous happens, uh, I'll be willing to talk, and I'll address it on the next podcast. Don't you worry. All right, well, last thing that I want to talk about before we talk about a little bit of Orlando Magic basketball news, I just hate the Miami Heat, bro. Like, you I do. really I've, do. I've, I've learned that. Uh, and I'll, and I you're obviously not alone. Them. You're not alone within the Magic community of uh, not liking the Heat. But I don't know if it's because basketball has gone so long or I didn't hate the Heat as much as I thought I did. But my goodness, they uh, – they, sheesh, they're they're nuts. They're they're insane. I don't know Truly. about I don't I don't know about insane. I still think that whoever comes out of the East is just you know DOA when they get to the okay. Sorry, the finals. I, maybe I shouldn't have said insane, but they are more talented than anyone really thought. Um, they were some dark horses, like some picks for dark horse uh, of the Eastern Conference. I'm sh- like obviously the Heat came up, um, but. I mean to. I I, I I don't mean to. I don't mean to cut. Jump in here and cut you off. You and I have had so many conversations the last few weeks about you know Nick Nurse you know being this excellent coach and everything. I don't know that it's the Heat aren't as talented as we thought. I think they are as talented as we thought. I think Eric Spolster is just that good of a coach. Yeah, I mean, at he's, getting at getting these guys ready and you know putting them in in good positions to be able to it, do the things that they're good at. It is one thing. For the Heat to have beaten the Bucks, and and some people are saying the Bucks—they are who we thought they were. They aren't contenders. Right. Magic fans thought that after the first round. I'm sorry to tell you guys that Magic did not win Game One because the Magic were incredible. Uh, the the Magic won Game One because no, the they Bucks played were... incredible. Come on, no, 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 no. Don't come I in said, here spewing I said, blasphemy. I said because they're incredible. Not that game. That game they had a they had a great game. They did, but the Magic were not an incredible team with the injuries that were that were had. Okay, so I get okay. it. All right, all right, all right. I get all right, it. All right, all right, all right. They did I'll have. An, I'll, I'll give you that. They had a very great game, but while they had a great game. The Bucks, the whole series, were just showed kind of the the weakness of of their entire team's mind. They they let the magic back into it almost every. It felt like almost every game yeah, yeah. with like five minutes to go in the game, where Magic fans could sit up in their seat a little bit. And I mean, we that's do that stuff, every game though. Like yeah, but the magic especially with the, just a little bit of hope, the last you know seven minutes of the game, and then with two minutes left, they just yank they the do. rug out from underneath but you. It continued into their series with Miami, which told me it wasn't a one-round thing. It wasn't a we're taking the magic lightly thing. It was simply we are not mentally tough. They they go into that series against the Heat. There were some games, I think two maybe, maybe more, where they're up 10-plus on the Heat at halftime, and then they completely collapse. And, and it has a lot to do with... With, with two things, it has a lot to do with the, the Bucks mentality, just not being strong mentally, as well as the Heat are a bunch of dogs. When it comes to the fourth quarter, everybody feeds off each other's energy. You got guys like Jimmy Butler. You got guys like Bam Adebayo. Those guys and Jay Crowder, those guys are firing the team up constantly. Goran and when they Drogic. got it, Goran Dragic, obviously, like his play speaks loud. So, I mean, 
he's been playing out of his mind, been kind of that duo that, that he needs, that Jimmy Butler needs. But the Heat have just done really well in terms of knocking down open shots. Last night was not a great night for them. But to be fair, they were up 2-0, and maybe they did come out and say, yeah, we can – we can give up a game here and there, but they just had a bad shooting night as well. Uh, well Jake getting, Crowder, you know, twenty a piece from you know four different guys, you know, yeah, right. And Boston and knew if if they lost that game, you know, the the series is basically over. Right, it was do or die for Boston last night too. So you saw a side of them that you don't typically see, and so, but the, the Heat last night, or the Heat in general, not not last night actually, but the Heat. The reason for this, there's so much success is they're they're so deep. They get guys on the court like Hero, who's been playing out of his mind um, in terms of what you expected him to do. Uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, when I see Jay Crowder take a three, I mean, it's I know it's going in. So it, it, most of the time it has been, except for last night. Um, so it's just guys like that that you kind of get an appreciation for. Bam Adebayo is that spark plug for them. I mean, they, they're, they're a problem in the East. I'm interested well, to see what the finals look like. So um, you're talking about giving credit where credit is due, and uh, this is this is really tough for me to to do. I gotta admit. <laughs> so a- anybody that has talked to me, you know, extensively about basketball and especially about the Heat, knows that I cannot. I really can't stand Jimmy Butler. I I really can't. I under I can appreciate him as a player, um, but when you talk about guys like you know like Kyle Lowry or you know, Patrick Beverly or, or Jimmy Butler, you know, those guys are, are dogs, right? Those guys are relentless. They're pit bulls, all of that. But it's just like some of the, the on court, you know, the antics, the, the chatter that I don't really appreciate. I'm much more of like, I want to see like the, the silent assassin, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I really appreciate going back to like the, I think it was like the 2014 or 2015 playoffs, the golden state warriors against the nuggets. It was like that series Every third quarter, Steph would just come out and hit like five threes and just turn and, and just run the other way and, you know, could care less. And I just I really, really loved that. I know yeah, you wanted I, to say something. No, I was just saying like uh, that's obviously a preference because oh, of I course. Think guy, yeah, no. guys like guys like Jimmy who step on the court. It, there are guys I can't relate to this. You can't relate to this. But when they step on the court, if they talk trash and they get the other guy going, they play better. That's, oh, right. That's them. That's, that is, they're, they're talking might as well be their game as well because it goes hand-in-hand hand together with them. The more they're talking, the better they're playing. Um, and, and so I think that that's probably Jimmy's mentality. We've seen that a lot in the league with guys like that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think every – it is really fun to watch guys who don't talk that much just drop 30 or 40 or 50. Um, but – on the other side, I mean, it's it's also pretty fun to see a dude that uh, obviously, if you don't like him going into the game, it's not going to be fun for you. But if he's talking, but he's backing it up, I mean, it's and especially in the playoffs, uh, Jamal Murray. I mean, I I don't care what he's saying because when what he was doing against the, against the Jazz, I did not care. Right. Um, uh, now it's a different story for Jamal Murray now, but uh, I think they're about to get the business. Yeah, they, they they up out of here. Yeah, they they're gonna get the business. Obviously, no. you don't don't overreact to game one, but holy cow! I mean, the, the, the game was the, the game was much worse than the final score indicated. The Lakers threw the, the cheerleaders in there basically, and and 
and that's the only reason the game was even that close. So I Look, mean, it was. Nice. I was sitting here watching the game. They were up like seventeen. I go in the kitchen to grab a nice cold Capri Sun. I come back, they're <laughs> up thirty. I'm like, yo, what happened here? <laughs> yeah, this game is freaking over. But no, I I brought up Jimmy Butler to to say this right. He's definitely one of those guys where. If you if he's on your team, you love him. If not, yeah. you hate him and you can't stand him. Right? He's, he's a Marcus Smart type, type mold. Right. And even Marcus Smart is a guy who I've started to have a little bit more of appreciation for. Yeah. But I say all that about Jimmy to say this. I don't think Jimmy, talent wise, is the type of guy that can be your best player on a championship team. But the thing that I I really didn't appreciate about Jimmy Butler really until the bubble was that I don't know how many other guys, you know, there are in the league that have his impact on making a team better. Mm. It's not even it's not even just, you know, his individual play. It's just like the tenacity and energy that he plays with every single second that he's on the court just elevates everybody else. Like th- this entire Heat team has like adopted like the Jimmy Butler persona and mentality. Yeah. Part of it, I think, is like the quote-unquote, you know, it's the heat way. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, we've heard about that for years. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I I, will give Jimmy his props there. I don't know that there are too many other guys in the league that have the type of impact on winning that he does. Well, I, I yeah, absolutely. It's contagious. And the, the thing to say about Jimmy and the heat is that he is a perfect picture-perfect fit for that Miami Heat team. Whether he is the guy that can lead you to a championship or not, we're about to find out, um, and and we will see further on once the finals get going, and if the Heat are there, we'll see. We'll get our answer this year. That's the thing. Um, but with Jimmy, I mean, it, it is very hard to – not very hard, I shouldn't say, but there is a challenge to getting guys to go to Miami. The issue with that, the reasoning for that is that they know if they go to Miami, they're going to be challenged. They're going to be pushed. They 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 emphasize you know their diet um, way more than any than other NBA teams do. I mean they they clearly they want you to come in and work. And it doesn't matter if you if you shut up and work. It doesn't matter if you talk and work as long as you're working. And so I think that that's something that's made Jimmy a perfect fit. Uh, guys like Jay Crowder, you know those guys. I mean you're getting a Jay Crowder you didn't see in Utah. You're getting Boston Celtics, Jay Crowder, and then some. I mean, this guy has been incredible. Uh, and it's because these guys just they go to the Heat and they want to work. Uh, a lot of guys probably shy away from Miami because they don't care to work. They, they're they worried about their next business and brand deal and whatever it might be. So um, props to the Miami Heat. Um, they've been a lot of fun to watch even as a Magic fan. Um, I mean, you just kind of got to appreciate what they're doing and, and, and how well they've done it, regardless of your viewpoint of what who they are. Well it's definitely gonna be pretty, you know, interesting to see how the, the series, you know, continues to unfold. Um I I have I really have a, a tough time, you know, betting against the the Heat, but I'm gonna stick with my pick um, you know, before the series. I think I said the Celtics in six, but it, now I, I think I'm gonna go with the Celtics in seven. Um I I, th- I would st- give them like a 51% chance of that happening. I st- just I still feel like they are the more talented team and I I feel like, you know, they'll find a way to get it done, but it really wouldn't surprise me if a week from now, you know, we're talking about the Heat 
um, you know, moving, you know, onto the, the NBA final. So that's going to be really interesting to see, but we did want to take a couple of minutes here. Obviously, you know, the season's still going on. There's not too much Orlando magic news going on, but it's been a couple of weeks, obviously, since we talked to you guys. Um, and, and really there's been a, a couple of, of big developments, uh, really, uh, with one player in particular. And we say big developments, we're kind of saying that in jest, but it may mean something. It, it may not mean something. So, uh, when we're talking about Evan Fournier, uh, the first thing that I wanted to bring up, Luke, is the fact that it seems like he has finally um, embraced his uh, baldedness. Thank goodness. Right? He's in, I think he's in Paris. I think he's, you know, back home in, in France. Maybe he'll and play he, like MJ now. Yeah, highly doubtful. <laughs> um, but he posted, oh, he's like, I've got a big announcement, you know, coming for you guys. And like everybody on Twitter just started to freak out. And Smart he, move he, by him. I mean, yeah. The fans I mean, engaged, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he posts, you know, the selfie of the bald head and, uh, me, you know, I've, I've started to embrace it over the last couple of years. All the guys on my mom's side of the family are bald. You know, the hairline has started to recede, you know, a, a bit. So, um, I can definitely relate to Evan on this one. You know, I've told my wife, if it really starts to go, if my, if I start looking like Evan, I'm shaving it bald. I'm not wasting time trying to hold on to it and do all these different hairstyles when it's time, it's time. You think you're not going to be on the LeBron James plan? No, and that is another dude that just needs to <laughs> embrace it. His dude, his head looks like my front yard. I have a huge <laughs> patch of sand in my front yard, and that's what that dude's head looks like. He just needs to. I mean, it, he's got the beard now. Like he's got the big beard. Get a little, so get bald. it, get it a little bigger. Start looking a little bit like James Harden and the beard, and then just take it all off the top. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why I'm, not? I'm, I recently just turned, you know, 27 here and uh you know, I've been waiting for the the beard to grow in for a a long time. I've know, been to waiting start for to fill in. 10 years. Exactly. Uh I know Steph Curry really was just recently able to start growing a beard. I think he was around 28, 29, so I'm just hoping the next couple of years here I can start, you know, there's two little patches that just won't quite fill in yet. Um once those start to fill in, I'll feel much <laughs> you know, more confident about going bald. Because if you can have a big beard, you know, right. you it can doesn't pull matter. off the bald thing. Only thing you'll have to endure are jokes about, you know, did your hair from your head go to your face? And that's that's it. You yeah, know? and then you just beat those kids up. You and know then you I mean? beat them up because you have yeah. a beard. Yeah, yeah. It's just like take... I feel like you can do anything. Beard. Coming from someone who can't grow a beard, I feel like you can take on the world with a beard. Yeah, like you could li- like your beard can lift weights. Like you can do all that. It's got some Samson stuff. type stuff to it. Like... I yeah. could, I could just, I could do whatever I want. Right. If I had a beard. Yeah. Kill a lion with my bare hands. Kill a lion with my bare hands, especially. Yeah. yeah. You know what I no, mean? No, no so. question. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, Luke, um, Evan Fournier uh, made an investment in the uh, the Winter Park area. Maybe we not to, to the interest about that. Not to the interest of a lot of Magic fans. Uh, oh man. I'm sure Evan saw the slander on social media. And I'm sure that Evan loved every minute of being able to post about his home that he has now in Orlando saying, hey, guys, I'm pretty confident I'm staying here at least another year. So you guys are stuck with me for probably another postseason. So uh, buckle up because I'm here to stay. And, and, And that's what it said to me. I don't know what it said to you, Jonathan. It actually said to me he might be here longer than that. I don't know what he was told. I don't know what they called him in for his, you know, post 
postseason remarks for the meeting that they have. I don't know if they told him, hey, Evan, you did a great job. You really led us through those playoffs. Um, so feel free to get a house. With your, what was it, like 12 points a game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, to me, it just means that, okay, first of all, and chances are he's, st- he's staying in Orlando at least for, you know, this, this year, right? Yes. However, I would just like to remind people that players that come to Orlando and play here for, you know, a significant amount of time mm-hmm. end up staying here long term. You know what yep. I mean? Like w- people learn that Orlando is a really nice place to live. And even when they, you know, move their employment to other teams, they keep their homes here. Mario Hazonia like literally still lives in Orlando. He plays for the Portland Trailblazers, but the home that he owns where his dog stays and everything like that is still in Orlando. Everyone knows Shaq still lives in Orlando. All these guys that have played for the Magic still live in Orlando. So it could just be that Evan's like, yeah, he's what, 27, 28 years old. Who knows how much longer he's going to play in the NBA? Probably you know another five years or so, I would say at the least. But he's got a wife, he's got a kid now, he's got a family. He could be looking at, you know, post-career, this is where I want to live. It's where he's been, he's been here for eight years now. He's probably, the chance of him playing anywhere else longer than that um, are really, really slim. So he's looking at this and saying, hey, once it's all said and done, this is where I want to be long-term. He's putting down those roots. Right. The other thing I, that I, I will mean, say about, even if he opts into this year, they they cannot re-sign him to a long-term contract. Please He's no. got to be gone at the trade deadline at the the very latest. Yeah. Uh one thing I'll say I don't know, maybe he that is going to be like his home in the states. I can't see him I mean, I don't know him, but I can't see him not living in France most of the year. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Uh once he retires, who knows? I mean, I'd live in France. You know, so I, I wouldn't blame him either. But uh, yeah, uh, rumors will continue to conspire and 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 make themselves what they will. But uh, yeah, no, I agree. Um, needs to be moved by the deadline. If it, I mean, it's it, it's gonna be an emotional roller coaster uh, for us Magic fans um, with Evan Fournier. Um, we have no say over front office things, um, and I mean. Uh, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to have to deal with the hand we're dealt. And uh, we've been dealt Evan Fournier. We just don't know how much longer. So, Well, I mean, yeah, that's really all there is to it. Just got to wait and see, you know, what happens. Um, I mean, it looks like we have, what, like another three weeks, another three and a half weeks maybe of the NBA season before that's over. And then we're going to move, you know, right into the off season. They're still really discussing, you know, when this next season is, is going to start. So um, really the, the next thing coming up would be the, would be the draft, which I think have they decided it's going to be like November 18th or something like that. So we'll really just have to, to wait and see on that Luke, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking up that exact date. I think it was something like that though. Uh, I don't chiefs are on the 10 yard line with a minute and three seconds to go. Luke, we might just hang here on the air. If you guys want to hang out, um, show is basically over up. Never mind. Offensive holding on the Kansas city chiefs. Well, you guys will, uh, learn how this, uh, how this, you know, result, uh, went with my, uh, parlay, uh, probably tomorrow morning when you guys are hearing this. So, 
Uh, trying to find this date. Uh, November 18th. Yep. November 18th. Yeah, right, that well. was two days ago, that report, so. Well, as we get closer to that, we're just going to have to see what the, the Magic are going to do. It's definitely going to be highly anticipated, Luke. But uh, I don't have anything else to you. Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the Six Man Show. For Luke, this has been Jonathan. And possibly next week, uh, Luke will have a, a new addition to the world, Harper Joe. So looking forward to that. So thank you guys so much. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!